3: Yo, 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 what's happening? I fucked up, of course. Uh, it wouldn't be a Reasonable <laughs> Wrestling episode if I didn't fuck up the <laughs> audio around this motherfucker. God damn. It's Uh modern tradition. Uh, you, guys have, you guys have been with us. Yeah, Man, y'all if y'all not already know, me, <laughs> y'all been here too. Don't know you. Yo, man. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, this is your boys, the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. I am the host with the most as I'm rolling up a drink right now, the Drink Roll Ayatollah. The Most High, Chris, with my tag team partner, Chidi, aka Chidi Bang. Uh, I think it's what? CT, aka Chidi Bang. Hey, whatever you will. My man.
4: Um, what's up, everybody? What's good? Yes, we are the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast, the Underground of Professional Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, today we're gonna kick off with a little tribute to Dead Man, right?
3: Uh yeah, um, you know, he made his debut I believe if our math is correctly, or if Michael Cole ever fucking stop saying it thirty years, right? Thirty years. He's been us uh, thirty years, so let's just rewind that back. Two thousand twenty minus thirty years, that's
4: nineteen
3: ninety. So that guy has been around and been the phenom, been the dead man, been the oh my god, what is that? He
4: is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You know why? Because mine, because everybody has their criteria for Mount Rushmore. We've had this on the podcast, on the pod before. But mine is uh, a wrestler who's known for their working, a wrestler who's known for their their you know showmanship, a wrestler who's known for their character, and a wrestler who is. Uh, what, what, what did I have? Yes. All the <laughs> I
1: think it was another no one.
4: List. But essentially, <laughs> it was a working character, Mike Skills, excuse me, Mike Skills, and um, the showmanship. So I had, I had Undertaker on there for character. He's the be- best character that's has ever been in wrestling. So I'm um, putting him up there on my restaurant with The Rock, Shawn Michaels, and.
3: Uh, and who? Rock, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold, Oh, it seems like we left a wrestler off that <laughs> list. Did we not? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm not going to. I ain't even going to touch that. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't even going <laughs> to touch that with a two-foot pole, my nigga. Right. So, with that being said, somebody's favorite wrestler's not on their own Mount for He's not favorite wrestler, <laughs> but it
4: doesn't mean he's on a Mount Rushmore. Okay. All like, right. So don't start hogging. No, I know,
3: I know, I know. <laughs> that, but I'm just like, can I hear you? you know what <laughs> mean? I mean, hey. can I? Can I hear you? You know what I mean? Okay. With that being said, The Undertaker, without a shadow of a doubt, is one of the most recognizable wrestlers for just being a wrestler. That there ever was And I stole that take
4: pop culture
3: icon I stole that take off of Twitter um, I can't remember Where the fuck I stole it from And I probably could've Just kept it as my own Since everybody steals shit But I'm just gonna be A good guy today I found that on Twitter And Ric Flair And Hulk Hogan No No Hollywood movies No entertainment No No sponsor No Slim Jims No nothing Niggas know them Strictly off of Wrestling And wrestling alone So Um, Undertaker, shout out to you, man. Um, I think there has been this discussion before because we celebrated his 25th anniversary five years ago. But what is your favorite and greatest uh, incarnation of the Undertaker?
4: It has to be mainstream darkness taker, man. When he took that shit over um, and you had that moment in wrestling... Where it just felt like every Monday, you're like, what the fuck is this guy, sick sick bastard, going to do? What's-? You had no idea what the occult was. I was a little kid, man. And they put, they put Stone Cold on the cross and they kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. That's the Undertaker that I love the most. I mean, I'll tell you right now, when he went on to the American Badass stuff, you know, when he came back with Jud- Judgment Day, which was a great moment, I kind of was a little bit peeved because I really liked the dark shit. But one thing you can say about Undertaker, he's always evolved his character. And right now we're seeing another evolution of The Undertaker as just the man. You know, Mark Alley, you can see him on Hot Ones and eating Buffalo Wings and whatnot. You need a floodlight. I need a I need some fire.
3: I need some fire, man. Oh. Uh, speaking of Undertaker, Ministry of Darkness, let's go ahead and play one of the most fire intros of all time. Please don't sue us. We ain't got no money. Of course, it's gonna be a fucking ad. Guarantee it. It's gonna be an ad. (laughs) (laughs) My mom thought this was some Satan shit, nigga. I could not. Motherfucking. Now that. They went in. They went in. They
4: remixed everything back then.
3: I think so. You don't get royalties you have to play less than like what thirty seconds or something like that, or you just gotta chop it up and just like we the best <laughs> music. <laughs> and then you can just start it over <laughs> again, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? something like that. I don't know. How that
1: works. I don't know. Nah, <laughs> uh, but
4: <laughs>
3: you can end it now. You guys get the picture. Uh, uh, thirty years—that is epic. Yo, he and, was on uh, that Santana shit. That was that was wild. That, yeah. that
4: that, that and was. And now you
3: get to see that fucking cameo. That, that was wild. Man. <laughs> like how much? How much is this? Listen, cameo? cameo. Uh, I think they got that nigga $1, $1, a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars? Stack man. pull up on the taker. He'll talk to you for a stack, my nigga. What's happening with that? Oh my god. Um, nah. So, listen, Undertaker, thirty years. He's got a partnership now. They got new merch with the uh, Snoop Dogg.
1: Undertaker merch? Yeah, I mean,
3: Undertaker merch For Snoop Dogg It's a collaboration Go right. figure right, Um So they're They're right now You know He's had Umpteenth documentaries On the fucking network Does Undertaker smoke weed? I wonder Nah I I mean he's Blue Lives Matter the fuck out of there They had nothing to do With weed Shit I don't know I'm sure know. a lot of you Who blue Might smoke weed They smoke meth Is <laughs> 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 that racist? <way. laughs> No. They are the fuck? Pun- listen. I mean it's buy him a little bit. I'm, I'm sure, sure that
4: when we get our C B D oils together, we gotta hop up, set a park Mark Howell, his, That body seems like it's aching. Probably from all the thirty years of punishment he's been taking. I know he ain't he, gonna if he, he doesn't smoke what he should. He ain't gonna
3: take it from two black boys, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not
4: get into the politics conversation right now, please. But uh let's just <laughs> keep it at <out> that.
3: <laughs> Yo Taker, do you know that this money's gonna act blue? He's gonna kick our out off the motherfucking counter, nigga. Not, any, not now, thank you. Not any, not <laughs> no, we still need Black Lives still matter. No matter who the president is, nigga, they still matter absolutely. for sure. And don't you
4: know I mean uh, but hey, the other day, you can see him on cameo for a thousand dollars. But you got Zelina Vega out here. They fire her ass. No, listen. Some of the same ass shit. That's not,
3: that's, hold on. Don't be, don't bring that fan shit here to the podcast, okay? Are we not? Listen, listen. Zelina Vega did not get fired because she, listen. Why did she get
4: fired?
3: Listen. You can still see Big E on cameo. You can still see Alexa Bliss on cameo. You can still see Sasha Banks at cameo. We've as long as you go through WWE, we've already you had you know know this conversation, So
4: you know exactly where I stand. <laughs> WWE is on some bullshit with this shit. Yeah, I, I understand that. You know, you know their characters to the WWE. Um, I think that what they're doing right now, not limiting these guys to have their own brand outside of the company, or else you're going to get fired? Selena
3: still hasn't taken her WWE tag off her Twitter name. So? That matters. That matters. The reason, that that goes exactly to my point. You are attached to the brand that you attached your brand to.
4: I don't think she should have been released. Put it that way. Okay. I don't think she should have been released, and I think that when it comes to... But do you know why she should have been released? Because it goes deeper than just... Uh, cameo or her having an OnlyFans Or her trying to get some money on the side It goes deeper to the fact that these guys don't even have General health care bro And I'm telling you right now And you could take a clip with this WWE is not going to get through the next 10 years Next decade With the same business practices They're not, Things are going to change things are go, Who's going
3: to change Andrew they're, Wayne? They're,
4: you never know You never know
3: I called really, him Wayne has, because Yang ain't even a nigga that can get out of his own goddamn way. Uh, listen to me.
4: Ten years, give give it, give it some time. But with WWE, having these guys on, on books as pretty much uh, independent contra- tra- contractors, and they pretty much are trying to own their lives, that means you have to give them health care. You got to take care of them. And when they say, you know, I'm going to make a quick book outside of wrestling to so have my own brand, my own money my own you know make a side hustle to fire and release people or say you gotta do it under our umbrella. I think it's kind of considering the big company that it is and what they expect from their from their superstars to be there on on a call, on on the mark and not miss a day for three hundred and sixty five day, days a year, I honestly believe they owe that at the minimum to to, to their to their company. But the fans I think are waking up. I feel like the the government will eventually take um, action against the company and um, they're not going to get through the next decade doing the same business practices. I don't believe them. I don't I don't believe that's going to work. You know, and what they're doing with Zelina Vega, I think it's sad.
3: Okay, so th- I don't want to seem like the dick that's
4: go be the dick. That's what you do here. As we both do, but this is your this is your time to be the dick.
3: Okay. Do we know why Zelina got fired? I don't know which, well, why, but... Okay, so for us to have these... Okay, that's almost... For us to have these takes is normal. For us to have these emotions is normal. For us to have assumptions is normal. For us to know what it takes to run the business that we quote-unquote say we love, Right? Because before there was a lot of this, you know, you know, before it was tape trading and shit like that, WCW and shit like that, a lot of people knew WWF, right? Mm-hmm. So this company has been around a long time, right? Just like the NFL. A lot of people used to say that football wasn't going to survive 10 years ago and they're one of the most they're America's sport because they're no, most profitable I'm not
4: survive i'm saying they not going uh, to survive under the same model of, of, of pretty much limiting and owning the lives of their you know their workers and saying that but then ncw
0: was skirting skirting
4: rules to
3: you know
4: what's amateur
3: what's amateurism What's amateurism? It's
4: not WWE. Yes, it's
3: exactly what WWE is. Nigga, what do you? Th- Why do you think they stop NCAA football? WWE is
4: the pinnacle of their freaking profession, bro. They can't give their guys healthcare. It's not. They're not getting through the next decade not giving these guys healthcare. Bro, it has to change.
3: Again, amateurism is NCAA. It is NCAA football. It is NCAA basketball. Those guys are free labor. Those guys don't get paid. Those guys don't have health care. Those guys barely get through well, fucking point. class. Your point. My point is, you can't tell me a certain business model ain't going to survive somewhere when we literally can see the equal in that across the street. This business will survive. Even suffi- that,
4: there's a debate that's being, being, being waged. I'm saying that. Chicago the last- players
3: should what? be paid like the last 30 years.
4: Yo, so you think it's gonna last another ten years? It's the same. same th- it's the same thing. I'm Without with them, nothing changing, nothing's gonna change within NCAA over the next next decade. We be twenty, twenty, thirty. We're here to t- say the same conversation about college kids not getting paid, and we're gonna say the same thing about hey, WWE workers should have health care in ten years. I don't see that happening. Honestly, I see that things will change, and it's just a matter of time because it's getting worse. Like you know, we we starting to realize how. I mean, I'm not that WWE is like an evil company, but. They're they're at a place in their in their world where they can offer healthcare. They are at a place where they should. They're at a place where if you're if you're if you're gonna limit your guys' ability to, you know, make money outside of your own avenue and, and with their own brands, then that's on you guys to then take care of them f- completely. If they had healthcare, I wouldn't mind them saying, hey, you know what, we're gonna fire you, but you know, you 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 got because you, you're choosing. To take that route to make make your bread, that's fine. But at least you, uh, <laughs> you know, have a backup plan when you're when you're on freaking OnlyFans or when you're on, you know, Cameo when you're making some money on on the side. So if you do get injured, it's not your only gig, you know, WWE, because you are a, a you know a contractor. If you if that's if that's being unreal. and f- f- don't fire them if that's
3: the case. I feel you. I feel you. But even if you do got health care, even if you do have insurance, even if you do have benefits. That still gives them... You still can get fired under any circumstances. And you lose your benefits when you leave the company. Yeah, but... And, a teacher... But, I'm a, saying that... A, a, a teacher who is in a union, who gets benefits, who gets a paycheck, who works for a, for the city slash the state, she can get fired or he can get fired for having an OnlyFans.
4: And that's fine.
3: How? It's the same thing, bruh! What is the difference? I don't think teachers are getting
4: fined, fired for a, are they? I mean, cause it depends on what you're doing on that way. It doesn't it matter.
3: How, how, did, what? No, okay. So now we're talking about the degrees. So you say it don't matter what Selena was doing, but it matters what a teacher was doing, but a teacher can't
4: no, get. If a, if a teacher is like selling cosplay images and, you know, lingerie photos. But, but what,
3: it, does, what does that have to do with her profession as being a teacher? She's a teacher She's She can make so like, her
4: side hustle money. She shouldn't get fired for that.
3: Okay, but but you just said it matters or what she's what she's doing for it to get. No, it. if
4: if if it's yes, if it's like flat out porn on your OnlyFans because that's what people do on there too, then yes, a pe- teacher should be fired. But if she's taking like I said cosplay or photos and people are buying them, I don't think a teacher should be fired for that. That's my that's my opinion. No, I am he- not saying everybody thinks that way.
3: I I, I hear you, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It that's the point. If somebody, quote-unquote, is paying you, then not, not saying that they have the right to tell you that. This is, you a, can,
4: this is not your wrestling anymore. No, but
3: I mean, it goes back to, it goes back to, I mean, it goes, I'm, I'm bringing degrees into it because you're like, Zelina got fired because she had her OnlyFans or she was doing Twitch. I don't know what, or, what she got the, fired
4: for. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if it's because of her ventures on Twitch or, 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 or making money outside the business, I don't believe she should not be fired for
3: that. I okay, don't believe if you're, she if
4: you're an entrepreneurial spirit, and you're doing things outside of your own job because you are a independent contractor. You should be able to do that. But if you're gonna actually hire these people as employees, full time employees, do that WWE, and I don't think that they, sh- they they're gonna get away with that for another ten years. I don't. And that's what I'm trying to say. Hire them as full time employees if you want to do that. That's fine. A teacher is a full time employee, and they they sign up for that. Okay, if I I have things to, to have to you know adhere to. Because I'm a full-time employee with benefits. Now there's some subcontractors. Let them do what the fuck they do on their own time. That's all I'm trying to say.
3: <clears throat> so that went back. So let's outside of the OnlyFans, because WWE sent out an edict saying that they were going to tell people that y'all had a certain amount of time to tell your fans and to get your people accustomed to you not being here. That. And that and she said fuck that shit. <laughs> but guess what? That. Paige also said fuck that shit. Right? But Paige also did not go on Twitter and say I stand for unionization either.
4: What happened first
3: though? I it do, I mean I if that's what I wanna know. I it, I don't I feel I feel as if even if Zelina and everybody else, Ember, Johnny, uh Adam Cole, uh AJ Styles, right, right? Legit, me and Yim, she isn't the only one. And I understand that she may be, you know, reports are saying that she may have been getting paid more through her outside ventures than she was with WWE. Which, whatever. But that's my thing. Like, usually, they're going to make you pick. And I don't usually think that's a... That can't be a bad thing. Like, especially, like, I know the precedent is, like... I'm making you pick between your entrepreneurial spirit and you being with you know what yeah, we, we say. Well,
4: yeah, and what I'm saying is that it'd be different if there were full time employees, and they're saying, "Hey, we can't afford for you to build your other brand outside, and we own we, you know we own everything with you, which is great." But if you're if you if you're skirting certain issues uh, by not classifying as a business that has full time employees, then that's where I'm saying that that that. Then it's a little bit different, you know, and I feel like there should be some boundaries where WWE skirts by, and you know, she got fired while she, you know, she, she, she knew she knew the rules going in, and and that's they just pushed it. This this is this this year they just pushed it up on them, you know, and they're supposed to be uh, some, uh you know self contractors or whatever. So independent contractors. Independent contractors. So I, I, way, way I see it is if that's the case where you're gonna say, all right, we're gonna fire you for having other ventures, then maybe you should. Have them as full time employees if you want to hold them down I'm like that. P- I'm
3: pretty sure it wasn't just I'm gonna fire you for having outside ventures. I'm pretty sure. Imagine the if I could firing fire
4: for this podcast and my eyes. I wouldn't. I mean, that's like you know. I still think it's kind of stupid to just fire people for doing Twitch. But that's all I me. Mean. That's just me and cameo. I think they get, they're the WWE man. Like, come on. Uh, and I really want to. I'm curious. What is the? Is it a conflict of interest?
3: I think we've already had the conversation to where we let into it. I want a piece of the pie, right? Listen, Vince don't Vince Vince don't give a fuck if Thea Trinidad had a fan base before she got to WWE. You know why? Because when I brand her as Selena Vega, everything she got under my umbrella is because of me. That is how he thinks. Uh-huh. That's just how it is. So, with that being said, when you're on Cameo, when you're on Twitch, and niggas giving you fucking money, uh-uh, bitch. Because you doing that as Zelina Vega. You ain't doing that as Thea. Is oh, that what she was doing? I'm saying that's, that's Vince's mindset. She I'm, was doing it as Thea,
4: as it's, Zelina, then. Uh, it's the,
3: that's the reason why he shut it down, Period. My point is, he, you, you said you want to know what the real reason was. He shut it down period. because I don't, want nobody, I don't want nobody coming to me with shit. Because if I got to make exceptions to the rule, I got to make exceptions for everybody. So what I'm going to do is shut down everybody's shit. And if you want to do your shit, you do it through me. Now, I know that, like you say, is wrong. But listen, Mark Calloway slash The Undertaker is on Cameo for $1,000. If Mark Calloway was on Cameo outside of Vince for $1,000, Vince would be fucking pissed off, bruh.
4: Give them them benefits, and that's that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm fine with it. Give them benefits, and I'm fine with it. And I'm going to say that every single time we come on this podcast talking about some shit like this. That's where I stand, and, and, and I and I hear it. Not everybody's going to have the same
3: opinion. No, I feel, I feel you, but, okay, so with that being said, you've got a conflict. It's not a conflict. I won't say it's a conflict of interest. It's a conflict of who really is about it, right? Because you got Alexa Bliss saying that WWE takes care of their people, right? Mm-hmm. Who's kind of, quote, unquote, being the company girl, but she's probably being a company girl because why? She's in a position. Because they take care of her. Uh, but... And so when you're talking about this is a meritocracy wrestling, correct? America, to, a meritocracy is what have you done for me lately, and have you done your shit excellent thing, right? And, and Zelina not. Zelina's not Alexa Bliss, and we're not gonna do that. All right, wow. we're, we're not gonna do. We're I not gonna do that. I think. That, we're not, I, okay. So that's the reason why Alexa Bliss. I think Zelina
4: is, is just as good as Alexa Bliss. But
3: this is again, we're talking about why Zelina and Alexa are opposites in how they're speaking. Is because how they're being perceived and how they're being quote-unquote taken care of, right? Seth Rollins is going to speak to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Because Seth Rollins, yeah, he want to be for the working man and shit like that. Daniel Bryan is going to speak to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. But Daniel Bryan is still going to catch those checks. I'm
4: not saying won't. I yeah, feel yeah. you. And so, so
3: with Zelina in the same frame, though, she wasn't willing to be one of those people because she is not one of those people. Okay,
4: well, I mean, I... I don't know what the whole story was, but it, when, whenever shit like this happens, we, we and it's and and not like WWE doesn't have the right to fire anybody. They, they have the right to fire whoever the fuck they want. But when the way that things go about their firing, just seem, I honestly believe that it just highlights certain bad business practices that for me with WWE. And it's like, damn, you know, so I wish it was different. But with that being said, like, hey, she's gone now. I Hope she's she's gonna be off to better better things. If she's making more money somewhere else, then good for her. They'll do your thing. You clearly don't
3: need WWE. But that's the that's the thing though, right? So when it's hard, it's it's hard for me to, and me and you can have these conversations because me and you we know each other. It's hard for me to have these conversations with people on Twitter because I don't know what they want, right? Mm-hmm. I know, I know. We talk about you know a utopia where, mm-hmm. hey WWE, you're making money hand over fist. You should be treating your employees better. Everybody should be doing this and stuff like oh. that. But as we learn about the business, as we continue to watch Dark Side of Wrestling, as we see he covered up with Jimmy Snooker murder allegedly. You know what I mean? As we see the show went on after Owen Hart died, not a le- real life, right? You know what I mean? As they. Don't let China into a fictitious Hall of Fame because she did the same thing. Tammy Stitch did. That's in the Hall of Fame. Like, so we see the hypocrisies in wrestling, and we still choose it. So, like, is when is wrestling never going to become Amazon for you? To where you're not purchasing anything off Amazon. You really don't fuck with it Jeff or President. It no, and, and it might. I'm not. Gonna, and
4: I'm not going to say that right now. You know, um but I think that they absolutely could they could um, and I thought about you know I me and you've had the conversation plenty of times, you know? Where do you have much do you indulge in something that has bad That's what fire. I'm about to say,
3: does this does but, this does this rank up there, right? Zelina Vega getting fired and then the very same I week their they the fucking be...
4: situation was the worst thing I've seen. Uh and honestly okay. this just was another uh, you know, we have the Saudi trips and all that stuff. All the stuff that they that they and and I'm telling you man, it's the, the energy that I'm that I'm that I'm reading in, in the atmosphere is people are not gonna stand for the same shit over over and over again. So um they may get away with it now. Uh-huh. But I feel like it's because things will change over time. And hopefully, you know, we, we, we start to see positive change. they are like, Alright, you know, we're we're gonna start to have a health care package and they're gonna be full full time employees. Uh, and they're not going to skirt some business laws. But at this point, here we are, you know, and WWE has the right to do what they want, and,
3: you know, they get away with it for now. So. Shout out to them, nigga, because, listen, they get to do what they want because Governor DeSantis opened up Shop Man G, so now uh, WWE, AEW, wrestling held in Florida can have crowds, right? So we saw uh, the, the CWC, uh, part of the fucking performance, uh, part the performance, uh, uh, uh part of performance center is where uh, NXT is taking place at. They were just doing Amway. Amway did not have any fans, but Amway is getting ready to have Orlando Magic come to town for basketball because the basketball season is about to start. Oh my God! So WWE got. Are they doing the, the balls No. We're almost done. Everybody's just gonna be at the stadium? stadium. Damn, so, we're really going back
4: to regular shit <laughs> already.
3: <laughs> okay, so my conversation that I asked two weeks ago was it worth it? Y'all niggas looked at me crazy. Okay, so WWE right is now forced to get out of Amway Center, and now they've got to move their operation to Tampa. They're going to be at Tropicana Field um uh, in Tampa baseball stadium and uh because baseball season is going to go back to normal and won't be ready for the spring. So eight, around about April or, or or May around then. Okay. So WWE is getting kicked out of one house in December and they plan on to have uh their operations moved to Tampa by um Mid December or beginning of December, mid December. All right. I mean, yeah. hey,
4: more power to them, and good luck like with the move. I mean, I thought they were out of the Amway Center and they had to go back to the PC, but hearing that they got Tampa lined up, I mean, maybe they have WrestleMania is going to be the two. Have you gotten that? note? it was going to be in Tampa or was going to be in Hollywood. I'm,
3: I'm no California. Does, California can't have any public um, okay. outings for a year. Okay, so so it's going to so be in Florida for sure.
4: All right. Uh, All right. So, so I don't care boy at this point. I mean, I'm not going out until I'm personally not going to get going to any wrestling guys at the moment. But we'll see how things turn out. Um, let's actually get into the week that was. It's been like 30 minutes uh, chatting about, you know, takers, Liam Vega, and uh, WWE business practices. Let's go into Raw, uh, or, or you want to start with Raw or SmackDown?
3: We said SmackDown.
4: SmackDown. All right, bet SmackDown. So that was the go-home show for Survivor Series, which is tomorrow. Um, I do want to give a shout-out real quick to the intro to SmackDown with uh, Street Profits and New Day. Um,
0: I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories.
1: I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was
2: masterfully designed.
0: New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm looking forward to their tag team match tomorrow. I really am. I think that they had a seamless transition to the show. It definitely was a hot start. You know, you got got the Street Profits who have character. You have New Day who have character. And the build they're doing to this match has been pretty much that, hey, who's better? You know, who's better? And it was just, it it, it, it didn't need any heat involved. was really that, um, that, that spirit of competition. You know, um, the Street Powers came out to save New Day uh, during the beatdown, uh, and Montez stole the spotlight with a dive. I thought it was a pretty cool cool moment. And in the match, they had a misdirection where um, Kofi, you know, took out Montez with, like, a cross body. So that was a bit, uh, a bit of interaction to build towards their match. Um, but reason why I bring it up is because all four of these guys, uh, you know, just black men kicking ass on, on the show. We're starting to show off. I mean, when we started this podcast, we used to just talk about you know us not getting the proper representation. You know, they had Bobby Lashley out there pointing at his ass uh, for a couple of years, uh, and uh, when he's a Marine and can really fight, you know. So we were sitting here looking at it like, man, we need to see um, representation in a positive way, and I think we're getting it. And I, I don't want to get probably got the Hurt Business. I'm wearing the T-shirt right now. The Hurt Business on Raw doing big things. We'll get to them in a few. And you got New Day and Street Profits uh, starting off the show hot with a great match, and uh, setting the stage for their their match. Shout out to Montez with the Frog Splash, dude. He hit, he gets some height, some real height on that Frog Splash. And um, I know I say, I know it sounds crazy, but I see Montez as a future world champion one day. I do. I know it sounds. I see that he has every he has all the tools to be a mainstay player. Like I see, and we'll get into um, Jey Uso in a second, but Montez could have that kind of come up.
3: It's not crazy at all We've said it We've said it since we've seen him uh, For the most part You know Where um, We thought Montez Just had the star quality We see his wife We feel like his wife Has star quality as well Uh So we kind of see them As a power couple So it's not really Out of the norm You know what I mean For us to have that conversation As far as what you're saying though the black representation that happened at the beginning of the SmackDown was awesome, right? Yeah. You know, Street Profits, for one, their stock is completely risen, right? You got Skittles commercials with Ric Flair, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, you you know, uh, they, they, they are prominent stars. They were the longest reigning tag team champions on Raw. And I know a lot of people didn't like... A lot of people didn't like... The, uh the title swapping, they felt like something should have came from that. But I also feel like, listen, New Day had just won the titles. Street Profits was the longest-running tag titles. Having them switch brands kind of worked. And having them switch titles kind of worked because there was nothing else you was going to be able to do with them to make them remain... As relevant or as hot as either of them has been. Uh Uh, Now, with that, going into having Street Profits, you got New Day, uh, and then you got the Hurt Business, and then we got the Quasi Blacks. In the, in the, in the, in the, in the Samoans, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, my, my, you know, my half blacks is what I call them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, um, right holding now, it down, bro.
4: they're holding it down, man. Um, Like I said with Jay, he, he's in a whole new level right now, and I think that his, him shining right now, I do believe uh, kind of stifles Biggie's singles push, because, but Jay, I'm really impressed. To, I know not like we didn't know he was talented because we've seen him in the Usos, but to see him transform over the past couple of weeks, even in his singles matches with AJ with Daniel Bryan, he's he's taking it to another level, you know. And we talk about Roman, but I, that's just I'm, well, not who's rubbing off on of who, but like, Jay's bringing that aggression, that 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 realism to his character that we all love, you know. So I see him uh, possibly being in, in the line for. You know, going after whoever takes it from Sammy, whoever takes it from Sammy. Nice championship run. Honestly, Jay's Jay's doing his thing. Um, I
3: necessarily won't. Okay, two parts. Jay has been doing phenomenal. Jay has been doing awesome. Jay has been doing great in this role. Jay has shown shit that we did not think that he was the one to do. We saw Jimmy, a lot of the characters, especially in Total Divas, whatever case it may be. But Jimmy just always seemed a little bit more effervescent in front of the camera, right? Like he knew he was supposed to be there. Jay was always the stoic playing the back. you know what I mean? And in the story they told, he was the youngest, you feel me? Right now, him taking main stage while his brother being off, and Roman literally is like, nah, nobody else is getting this rub, but <laughs> you is the type of fucking nepotism I love to see. Because that nepotism is a little bit darker, my nigga. So you feel me? So I do. You know, with the Charlotte Flair listen, and the Randy Orton. Nah, fuck that. Listen, listen. They tan. Never works out well enough for me to accept it. You know what I mean? I do appreciate Roman, knowing that he's the hottest guy in the business. Knowing that anybody after he took the title off of Bray Wyatt, after he took the title off of, uh, of I mean Str- Strowman and Bray Wyatt in that in that in that feud, we already was like Ah, Roman and 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 and, 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 and uh, Big E, which still can happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Big E probably right now is not in the trenches or in the the the. the the looks of it because they're probably maybe saving that steam for Royal Rumble possibly whatever the case may be. But to go into your thing as far as Jay is is taking steam off of Big E, listen, I think Jay is doing exactly what was asked for him to do. Nigga, I'm gonna give you the ball. We gonna block up field. <laughs> this is your hole, Motherfucker.
4: Run,
3: okay. That's it. Uh I think I think he's a spell back right now. You know what I mean? Like niggas right there getting some oxygen on the sideline, and they're like, "Jay, that nigga ain't even got his helmet, nigga, Mm -hmm. huh?" You know, like, "Hey, nigga, we need to put you in." Like me, you're like, "Listen, son, run the ball. Yeah, hold on to it, (laughs) and come back to the sideline." So I think, as we heard, like
4: it wasn't planned to go this long. It wasn't. You know, It was, it was, was it? just Roman and Jay for that one program And then it extended to Hell in a Cell Which I think is my favorite Storyline of the year in any company Personally, that's just my favorite Storyline of the Roman and Jay feud um, I thought it was beautiful Man, but uh, now it's, it's, it's paid dividends with Jay It's paid dividends with Roman um, Jay's killing, I do think it stifled Biggie's run, don't get me wrong, I do think that he's gonna Get his, his, his singles pushed down the line Because he was he, he, he was great with Sheamus Before, um uh, you know, the, before the, he kind of he kind of slowed him down, but uh, he. Biggie, I think
3: what's stifling him is is Otis. Otis stifled Biggie, because Biggie's not in the Survivor Series match, is he? No, nigga, Otis is. That's what I'm saying. SmackDown, listen. There's some disparities in both these teams, right? SmackDown's men's team, trash. Raw women's team. Chasher, like I don't know what the <laughs> niggas did. There's no parody, my nigga. There's absolutely no parody at all, bro. Listen, and the fact that they fucking gave it to Otis in a backstage promo off a commercial break. <laughs> Here you go. This Otis. is off a commercial. Listen, it was like, listen, all right, all right, nepotism. Let's go ahead, and whitewash. Hey, where's no, the? It, no, it
4: was it was legit. Adam Pierce. Walking up and just having a conversation and saying you're in. You know, after all and this- I thought
3: it was gonna be a woman that he was talking to. I thought he was gonna you know what I mean? This nigga had Natalia qualified three times before <laughs> a motherfucker she got in. And Otis because <laughs> what, they ran out of good food and catering nigga he couldn't spot on, so man Fuck out of here.
4: Man, uh but you know, shout out to Biggie, he'll he'll get he'll get his shot after after Survivor Series, I believe. I know everybody's waiting to see that, that singles uh see where that goes. Um, but what, what, oh yeah, let's talk about let's talk about it, Roman, Roman and Drew. Um, I love the promo. Mm. I love the Roman promo. That was a better contract signing than what I saw in AEW with Masi and Omega, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But Roman's, I feel like, even if, because I know you're going to say your piece in a second, but Roman's cadence, even if he was extended, his cadence, his timing, what he was saying, is it's directly what you want to hear from a story from these two guys, you know. He's coming. He's coming from every little thing from him sitting at the head of the table, every little you know, in, little thing he was doing. He sat down and just pretty much laid it out, spitting in bars about um, Drew McIntyre being the uh, secondary to number two, but he's the best number two he's ever been. You know, so I thought it was kind of condescending and sunning this nigga like just really, just portraying like he's the big dog, and, and I've. Feel like this is obviously we've been saying it for weeks. This is the best Roman we've ever seen, and if he's in that position right now, it's for a reason, clearly. However, I don't see him winning at Survivor Series. I see that Drew's taking it, and that's and, listen. Right now, SmackDown feels like the A show. SmackDown feels like the A show, so I feel like Roman could take an L, and Drew's taking that victory because uh, Drew's also he's, he him, him and Randy had a had a stellar match on Raw this week. Um, but uh, I honestly believe that Drew's going to take take the victory over Roman. Because But it, it was interesting to see that
3: promo. I thought it was killer. Life. Listen, man. That promo was long. That promo. <coughs> that promo was long. That promo felt like it was, as you say, it had a good cadence. And it added some steam to the feud. Um, I don't necessarily see a feud between them I do feel like this is Yes, this is the best of the best And you gotta put some type of heat on it I didn't even need to see I didn't even know That you needed to have A contract signing between the two Yeah, you
4: know So
3: with that Okay, so that threw me off For two Between the Oscar Bailey, Oscar Sasha Drew Roman both of those segments took steam off the matches that they had, that they have going up. To me, um, Oscar, I, f- I-, I feel like Oscar, I feel like Oscar, and and Sasha's promo, along with Drew's, and and, and Roman's promo. Yeah, he definitely
4: like, built on his momentum for
3: real. I feel like that they took off some steam. Now with Roman, I disagree. Like I said,
4: and I'll, I'll agree with Rich. I think that, like you said, it was a, it was building towards Drew. What can they do? It's Drew versus Roman. You know, Raw versus SmackDown. All they can do is tell a story of their positions in this company, and that is what they did. Their positions. Hit Roman saying, "I will always be number one," and you know, I was where where you're at. He brought in what Paul Heyman said to him. He's like, "You is a right guy." At the wrong time he's like I like you you know you're doing great." He kind of you know but son and the guy at the same time Roman killed it
3: yeah and, and i you didn't get the subtleties in the in the whole thing I mean did I not get the subtleties nigga oh are you talking to me yes nigga I know I, I get it it was just long a long ass promo right. the nigga repeated itself twice three times maybe He was trying to find himself. He was trying to find his pinpoints. Production-wise, I think it went too long because that that segment went long where that segment took time off from the Seth and Buddies segment, which then bled into Sasha's Oscar. I think that whole thing kind of was off-key because I felt like even though that... Like, okay, you can tell the story. The story was already told last week. Right Where Drew came and we was like, oh man, okay, there's no way you have Drew on SmackDown and you don't win the title. So you kind of prepare for that. Uh-huh. So now Drew comes back. Now I know that, that like I said, the, the contract signing, I'm not finna beat that into the dirt. My conversation piece of this particular story is when Drew and Roman was sitting there and Roman was setting him per se... Drew has never let a nigga son him So He say Yo I know you wanted me uh-huh. to do this I know you wanted me to do this I know you want me to flip the table off That nigga should have fucking signed a contract And dipped off He sat there and let that nigga Berate him for four to five minutes <laughs> You see what I'm saying Like you let this nigga say Oh yeah you the wrong guy at the wrong time Nigga Drew know that Drew know that for sure nigga If Roman was ready to go For fucking If Roman was ready to go For Wrestlemania We don't give a fuck About Drew's title run Because Roman Has that fucking run From Wrestlemania Throughout wherever the fuck Yeah, right now. So we give two shits about Drew. That I guarantee you, Drew, and the heart of hearts knows what Roman was saying was true. He didn't have to hear for five minutes on a promo stage, nigga. Right, but,
4: right, but it's good for us to hear. It. That's the whole point.
3: It's good for us to hear
4: it on TV, and, and, and that's and that honestly, um, I think that adds to the, to, to, to the match. I think, I think that, especially with Drew's performance on Raw, I want to hand it to him. Like I, he. He's good. He's good, man. The guy's, the guy's got it. Um, and I believe that this is going to be a really good match. Like you said, it's Roman's first test since he's been back. So this could be a, a knockdown, dragout drag-out match. And this is like a new Roman. So we'll see how, how the match plays out. Because I know we've only got to see him um, just beat the hell out of Jay Uso for two months. And then before, he just won the title by coming in at the last minute and uh, spearing Braun and and, um, and taking the title, pretty much. So I, I honestly believe that this SmackDown we watched got me more excited for Survivor Series than I was watching Raw, you know? And, and I, and I want to tell you, like, we got to stop. I hope this is the end of Seth Rollins and uh, the Ray Mysterios because we can't have this guy beating this family's ass for three months you know, like this is it. Please, end of the story. I'm not he sure. Runs.
3: What do you mean? He beat the shit out of Dominic at goddamn SummerSlam. He
4: beat him again on Friday's birthday. He was whooping everybody's ass, the whole family, and then, then they got Buddy the victory. But honestly, uh, Seth Rollins, a quick quick note on him. He hasn't. We haven't seen the best of Seth Rollins yet. Honestly, I believe that Seth Rollins has a lot in, in the tank where it comes to character wise, and with his performance. Uh, congratulations for the baby. And I saw we saw the photos. Um, with him and Becky but uh, honestly if he takes a break I think that would be good for him to take a break but when he comes back I think that Seth Rollins has a lot of his best years ahead of him because we've not yet to see the character quite line up with the story and matches where like, we're kind of seeing it with, with Roman right now where this is probably Roman's best self and I think John Mosky putting on his best uh... self at AEW I think we haven't yet to see Seth's
3: best well, I don't know I would honestly say 2015 is right up it's not his best work but it's the best work he's had so far I mean and I feel like I this, think he's more
4: seasoned right now
3: I mean, it's, it's, I mean with him being more seasoned I still believe that authority run and those matches and the story he had <clears throat> even though he ripped his so I'm sorry that's 2014 damn cause he tore his knee up so yeah you're right I would, cause I think that when I yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting down
4: too.
3: I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the story of uh, I'm looking at the story I of. I think that he's gonna take a break. What, I mean, damn! What are you talking about? What, what, what's going on? huh? Who's gonna take a break?
4: No, no, Seth.
3: Wouldn't be surprised if Seth would be sitting. Yeah, nigga. I mean, he's about to have a baby. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he's gonna. He's not even gonna be at work. He's gonna be on paternity leave, so he's uh-huh. gonna be down for a minute. He's gonna he's gonna be out being daddy for a while, and I think it's probably gonna be as long as Roman was out, right? Roman was out uh, about five six months. Yeah, he'll be back for WrestleMania, though. I mean, nobody's really missing that payday if yeah. they if they, can, if they can if they can if they can help it. Niggas yeah. not missing that payday. Well, I hope
4: that yeah we're but, done with the Roman right stuff and Buddy but, Murphy and shit.
3: But I I mean I think we will be at this time because again at the Survivor Series. At the Survivor Series Ray and Seth Had their blow off feud Last week or The week before last On Smackdown That was the last match Buddy and Buddy and Seth Had their blow off match Both great matches Both were great matches Both Both were good matches Good I won't say both were great matches Both were good matches um, But as far as what you're saying is, you haven't seen the best of Seth Rollins, or excuse me, or you know Seth Rollins' character has a matched up with his in-ring and stuff like that. I do feel like that Seth has is is so good, right? That we kind of downplay when he's no, good.
4: I think so too. I think that he's right because
3: 2019 was a good year. He was yeah, IC yeah, no. champ. Thai this year, chip, this right? year's a good year. Right. That's what I'm, saying. No, I'm
4: saying that when I feel like his best work is to come. Put it that way. His best work is to come. Not that he hasn't been one of the best workers ever, doesn't not doing great with his character work with uh, the Messiah. I feel like when he puts it when it you know when it's quite, when it when it's quite like when he when it's when it's quite sure that he's the guy, you know, where he's the man at the moment. He you was
3: burn it down was just that it didn't work for me then because uh, it was just, it just CT I, I like, have footage of you really putting over this guy the burn it down the interest him being the IC champ you felt like that at that point in time he was so hot that he needed to be elevated in the but like, he wasn't but
4: you know what I'm trying to say though right he
3: wasn't because Roman was there.
4: Alright. I guess get get away from
3: Roman. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean Roman's the Roman's making a lot of number ones, number twos, guy. Oh, okay. Like that's because and again that goes back to Roman's subtlety of like you say, right place, wrong time. To- Listen, Roman was the guy in 2015, 2016, but guess what he was not? Box office. Yeah. He wasn't Brock. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, he was the right guy, right time, or, or wrong, whatever the fuck the the stand was, but because there was a guy that is just the guy there, mm-hmm. you can only hit that ceiling. Seth met Roman, Drew met Roman, Bray. I'm sorry to say, met mm-hmm. Roman. Roman right now is that tippity top guy that nobody really is going to topple. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody. No, I don't think nobody's now that Roman is where we. Kind of the running a match. Yeah. Seth can have the best of the best of his best. It's not. Gonna it's not going to be wrong, man. It's I mean, not- I have more faith in my boy Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: I my boy Seth, but I think that he he he's he got more to come. But he yeah, they had a good match this week on SmackDown. But we'll see what goes on. Um, hopefully, hopefully he does take a break and get some time off. However, um, let's it over to Raw because we didn't really talk about Raw. Um. I mean All of of things, the only thing note was really Drew McIntyre's victory over Randy. Well Randy, ho, we can't already say already the only
3: the only way no, so we can bypass the Drew and Randy because we already gave that a The fucking new day in the hurt business, that tag team match was spectacular. Absolutely. With that, that tag team match was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. We cannot bypass it. That. I, I wasn't gonna we'll get into that, but but as far
4: as the takeaway from the show Yes, the match was spectacular. I was getting to the match, but at the end of the day, the only thing that changed was, all right, it built. The whole, the whole thing was a filler show to build up to the change, title, the title change, it seemed like. I think the her business is going to have the tag titles in the future. I think they're going to take it from the new day. and I think that match goes to show that they have to have chemistry something there. You know? So I think I definitely we were just saying before, before the podcast, the her business is a stable that needs gold. They're not one of the, like you said, the, the Wyatt family yeah. or something like that. For sure. They don't necessarily need the title. Her business needs some Ma, gold. Nah, they need some gold, bro. So, we need uh, we already got Bobby with the United States Championship. I'm looking forward to seeing him and Sammy link up tomorrow. And then you got uh, Cedric and Shelton, which I believe will be the next tag team champions. And well-deserved, uh, well, well deserved, honestly. Um, other than that, overall, like you said, the women's division right now is kind of... I don't know what they're doing. Um... But, uh, yeah, we're we're moving towards, you know, Survivor Series. And Raw really wasn't the go-home show. It was SmackDown, which which honestly built.
3: I mean, Raw's go-home show was two weeks ago, I believe. I do believe... Let me rewind that. When Drew announced that he was going to be challenging for the title and then came on SmackDown two weeks ago, that was already foreshadowed to me. Uh-huh. So with that being said, Raw was an absolute filler week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And but but the match was good. Like, yeah, there were there yeah. yeah. So there were great takeaways. Yeah. Going forward, the the feud after Survivor Series again, I still think it's too convoluted. I still yeah. don't have no absolute direction. I like it we, that way though. I mean, we always wanted it. it
4: to have multiple ways you can go with it where I can't tell you who's lined up for the championship. We have The Miz with Cashin, uh, Money in the Bank Cashin. We have uh, Randy Orton who just lost the title. We got Bray Wyatt. We got Braun Strowman. Uh, not to mention, you got Keith Lee. You got Keith Lee there. Um, you got a lot of people. You got AJ Styles even, you know? So you really could go anywhere against with, with Drew. And I like that there's some intrigue where we don't know quite where the pathway is going towards. I just hope it's not Randy Orton. Please, <coughs> please, enough. We didn't. We, when you give us those summer angles that go all the way through the fucking winter or the fall, the, fall, the early fall, I just can't stand. I do it every single year. Then they did it with Kevin and Seth for a while. I'm like, come on. But um yeah, we have after, after like 80th time you've seen people wrestling. Now
3: AJ Samoa, they do it a lot. Yeah, yeah, a- 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 they do it a lot. They do it a lot. My thing is. When it comes to directionless wrestling, we complain about it, but we like it. So I don't know what it is that we technically, or what we want, because (laughs) I will want that, I will want it to be known, or at least have some type of idea that they're not just going by the seat of their pants because that's what we don't like, <laughs> right? Right? We don't we don't like that. I shit. I think you that they're me? not going by the seat of their pants. I'm glad that I don't know what it is. I think
4: that I think I think that they know what they're doing after Survivor Series. They should, for God's sakes, I hope they do. But I I'm glad I'm glad that even though with all the wrestling that I've watched, I'm quite, quite not sure. I'm not quite sure, but I I think that knowing them, that it's a potentially to beat Randy Orton again. And I don't want to see a TLC match with Randy Orton and Drew. I, I just don't want to see that. I'm just not interested in it. Because I think I'm done with the Drew and Randy Orton storyline. Um, moving forward, uh, you got Bray. You, you know, you got, like I said, The Miz. You got Wait, Braun. But
3: even with the women's division, what's going on with the women's title?
4: I don't know what they're doing with the women's title, man. Um, That's what I'm Asuka saying. Asuka is just, you know, doing just, she, she, it seems like she they're making her... Be a background to the the tag team championship right now. So and right now, what they're doing with the tag team championship champions is just uh, this whole virus series match, and it just doesn't work right now. So right now is not the best time for the raw women's division. Um, but hopefully, they spark some stuff after.
3: after. But it's, it's been that way for a long time.
4: I thought that it's been it was that way good. since
3: Asuka won the title.
4: No, Asuka and Sasha was good. Sasha
3: was really good. Uh, Since Oscar won the title.
4: Asuka lost it, then won it again. She lost it, then won it. That's
3: what I'm saying. She won it it from, she had it to Becky. Then they had the feud with Sasha, which a lot of people was like, "Ah, I don't like. Uh She won it definitively from Sasha. And then since she won it from Sasha, she in that title has been so scarce on the show. Outside of the competition. T- Why? That's directionless wrestling. There's you're telling me that women's roster, even after the draft, nobody even right now, Carmella stepped up to Sasha. Nobody at this point in time has stepped up to Oscar. Nobody. But nobody's ready for Oscar. <laughs> I had to. Alright. 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 I ain't even got that on the shit. I ain't even got that on the soundboard, nah, um, man But
4: but yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with Oscar, but we'll see what she go, goes on. Um, Charlotte's probably going to come back and challenge her I can see that Charlotte and Asuka again? Again (laughs) God damn Yeah, that's probably going to be them Um, But we'll see what's going on with her Let's talk about um, some actually Great women's wrestling On NXT Okay Uh, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley tore the house down Uh, I'm telling you That is one of the best matches of the year um, and um, that's going on the DVD for me for 2020. If, if you're talking about NXT matches or you're talking about just matches in general wrestling, I thought it was great. They have some they have some real chemistry. And um, I, I I see a lot out of Rhea Ripley where, I, as before, I was kind of, like, on the fence with it. Like, all right, I can't see her completely, what they're trying to go with with her. And um, now I get it. Because they were trying to make her out to be, like, she's going to be the next coming of... I don't know Jesus Christ in the women's division. Like, I mean, okay.
3: it, I mean, they were, and a lot of people were buying into that stock. Mm-hmm. Are you back into buying that stock?
4: Um, yeah, I'm back into buying
3: that stock. Oh, bro. you're a sucker. You don't you don't believe in it. You're a sucker. You know, she's she's gotten made by everybody. Mm-hmm. She hasn't made or stood out her, one Her Rayna Valdes
4: work was a great. I thought
3: I'm mean, not great I mean, you know it was a good match it was a good, good,
1: good, good show sh- as things change other things stay the same
4: I think Rhea put on Reina in that in that whole you know thing, you know, because Reina we haven't even really seen her, but she gave her
3: some shine and showed her dominance. She gave her okay, okay, okay. I feel you. Rhea has been the one for a year and a half, and we're pointing to a Reina Gonzalez match. That is the match that kind she was of She
4: champion for a while, and she had matches with tons of people, and, and her and Bianca was great. You know, like we have, we've seen her. Have good matches in the past, and matter of who, not everybody putting her on is what I'm saying. Say.
3: I I don't. And that's what I'm saying. When she was made out to be who she was, when she won the title, when she leaped who we thought she who we thought Bianca was gonna be, when she leaped Bianca and everybody was riding that coat of Rhea Ripley, and she was the like you say the next coming of Jesus Christ. That shit got chopped down ex, expeditiously. When she got into the ring with EO and Charlotte, and that's because she is not EO or Charlotte, and I'm we can't. I, I mean, but yeah. m- when we talk about Jesus Christ of Wrestling, nigga, <laughs> we put who up there, nigga? <laughs> EO or Charlotte, nigga. So we're gonna have to get up to that level. Yeah. I don't. I do believe she's. A, I do believe she's a star. I do believe. I, I do believe she has star potential. I do believe she has a. I'm not diminishing. Her wrestling acumen, or wrestling ability or anything like that. I do not believe that she is the creme de la creme. I don't believe that. I think that
4: all she needs to do is be her star, star, star potential. and she'll, she'll fit the role um, as necessary. She'll, she'll hold it down for that, for that, that spot. She's going to do what she's meant to do in her, in her role. And I don't expect her to be a, a carbon copy of uh, Charlotte Flair or uh, Io Shirai. I think she brings something different to the table. I think definitely her power and strength is her attributes. I also believe that she has the pacing. That match that she just had, you gotta be honest. Like that's one of her best matches of her career, and it's not just all just because of Io. Io definitely elevated her, I, I believe. But the um, emotion she brought to it, and her she has some she has some legit moments that she brings. She has a different type of style in the ring, you know. So, you know, that submission she does where she swings the woman around yeah. and she, like, you know, lay, and she, uh, I'm not sure what you call it, it's some, kind of, some kind of Indian death lock with the legs. That shit is fucking ill, you know? So when it comes to her repertoire and what she brings as a competitor and then as a character and as a presence, she has that potential to be like a star. I don't see her, let's say, as, you know, as good as Charlotte right now, but I'm giving, I'm, I'm buying stock in it that she's going to be, A mainstay, multi-time women's champion in the future,
3: for sure. Yeah, like Carmella. Yeah, I think she's better than Carmella. I know, but I I mean, a mainstay (laughs) multi-champion is Carmella. Okay, if you Uh, want to say that, so is I'm just just
4: so is it so so is so Alexa Bliss so is. Bailey. Right. Know?
3: So I think she's. Right. I'm she's that, out there with them. That, that's what. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Like when you said I'm buying stock. That's what I'm asking. Because when it comes back to. I still go back to this year. Right. 2020 been a long ass year. Mm. I still do believe that they made the wrong call. By having her be champion over Bianca. Bianca would have. Should have won. Bianca and Charlotte would have been a better matchup. And I do believe that that matchup that Charlotte and, and 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 Bianca potentially could have had would have in our in, in the eyes of management and wrestler mm-hmm. Rick, I set back after that match. When do you have a match with Charlotte the Queen Flair, and you get set back? Is that injury? Is that regression on you? Is that like that's was, what I'm saying?
4: It, it was it was pretty much them putting her in. With their best and saying, go out there in the moment and show out. And I think she did at WrestleMania. I think that it was it wasn't it wasn't for her to to be co- coordinated. It was for her to get. Tested. That's what I
3: thought, though. I mean, so it goes back. This is again, this is a long year, right? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania was just seven months ago, right? And so I thought Rhea from November to November. Let's go back to a whole year. Her team won uh, War Games, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Her team won War Games. She goes into uh, um, Survivor Series. Her team won Survivor Series, mm-hmm. right? She is being made, and I thought that that was supposed to be the coronation okay. of Rhea being made. And I do believe that going back in Gorilla, uh, not so much. Okay. I do believe that okay. I do, and I and I think that now that yeah, after going through some time. I think she, she is supposed to get brought, you know, to my estimation, get brought up to the women's division. And maybe we get Rhea and Asuka. That's what what they should do. Maybe we we'll yeah. get Rhea and Asuka. And I think that will be a lot better than where we're at now. Yeah. Well, we don't have no direction. We have no reliable, a feasible challenger. Like you say, nobody's ready for Asuka. Rhea, Rhea might be.
4: Rhea might also win the Royal Rumble. And we can't keep that out, you know. Ooh. Even though we want Bianca to win the Royal Rumble and go after Sasha Banks, we we could also have Rhea as a potential victor. So we'll see her probably pop up, and um, uh, you know get called up soon. So uh, I mean, just shout out to Rhea for just putting on a great show and and, and changing some people's opinions. I mean, definitely over the over the past couple of months, I saw a better Rhea since the Charlotte match. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I saw a better Rhea. I've definitely
3: I have, saw a more aggressive Rhea. Sure. Yeah, yeah,
4: I have, and I think that it, I think that she has a lot uh, to offer going forward. And that's and that's just me being honest about how I'm seeing. But um, what else on Wednesdays? What else? Leon Ruff. We have yet to talk about him, but congratulations on becoming the North American champion. It it's it's dope, man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for. Um, I mean, the story that he's had, you know, it's, he's been wrestling for three years. And he's now North American champion in WWE, living his dream. And I like the story they're telling with him on NXT, uh, where it's just kind of like X Pac, where it's just like one, two, three, kid came out of uh, you nowhere, got the victory over Razor Ramon. Um, it's the underdog story, and, and he fits it well. You know, I think he's he's doing a, he's, he's he's doing a great job in his role. And then Johnny <laughs> and Damian Priest, I feel like also are providing good character moments. Um, for that for that mid card right now. So I like what they're doing down there.
3: Shout out to Leon Ruff. Mm, excuse me. I'm gonna call myself Leon Puff. Going on. Leon Puff. <laughs> <coughs> um. Listen. Book Black, Leon Ruff. Um. Uh, I think it's short. I think that's how <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how shorter than the book. <laughs> bruh. <coughs> Listen. Shout out to the homie, bruh. I remember just watching him on Evolve with AR Fox. Uh, shout out to AR Fox, too. Um, Righteous Reg on Twitter have uh, put out a tweet and said that um, A.R. Fox needs to get his flowers uh, for, you know, him being a really good trainer and yeah, let's go ahead and do that. A.R. Fox... we um, gave him his roses before but once again... For sure. You know, A.R. Fox, man, you
4: are <coughs> a, um, a legend. A
3: pioneer, bro. Yeah. A legit, legit legend pioneer and the fruits of your labor and the fruits of your hard work is showing through Leon, right? Mm -hmm. Leon now is we got one, two, now three. Right? Am I missing somebody? Black North American champions? Double team dream. Double team Keith Lee, Leon Ricochet Four. Ricochet four. So that North American championship is pretty much the black American championship. Yeah, you know I mean, so that's, that's, <coughs> <coughs> but too bad, you not gonna hold it for very long, just like black America, a white nigga is about to take that from you, my guy, so uh, let your mom see it, let your dad see it, <laughs> let your girl hold it, take it to your nieces and it? nephews, my guy, uh, but that shit is not gonna stay with black America Who, who long. it? Um, if anything, I do see him If he's able to get past Gargano Which I don't believe he will I think Gargano gets the, the title back I think Gargano gets the title back Gargano beats Priest again uh, Priest at some point Is I like Priest But Priest has to get um, uh, Upgraded I think we yeah. talked about that last Last time we got together so, I think that Gargano takes the title back off of. I would like Leon to see Rush. Priest
4: in War Games, but obviously, we're not going to see that this year. Um, speaking of War Games, uh, we got Undisputed, but i um, will get to that. Um, this is Gargano, yeah. Um, but yeah, with Priest, before we just wrapped it up, um, yeah, he needs to be elevated. And, and, and I would have I thought War Games would have been a come out party for him this year, because um, uh, he's shown out, honestly, during this time. Being North American champion I thought he had a good run And he's coming to his own So yeah Him him and Finn down the line Him and uh, Pete Dunn uh, I think could, could link up And do some things be him <coughs> It's
3: gonna be him and Karrion Cross. Finn's gonna end up dropping that title to Karrion Karrion, when is he gonna get back? Um, I'm not too sure But I think Finn is gonna hold it As long as he needs to For Karrion to take it off of him I think that's how that goes once that gets done, then maybe Damien and Carrion goes into a nice little bluff, you, that would be fire. Uh-huh. That's how I see that going down.
4: We'll see, we'll see. Uh, uh, but i uh, is you doing know? thing. Um, I'm down to see the, the, the War Games matches. You got um, Pat McAfee and For The Brand with 1-2, uh, Danny Burch and uh, Oney Lorcan. Uh, I just saw with also Peter Dune, P. Dunne, uh, going against undisputed era and War Games this year at December, <coughs> December six, two weeks from now. I'm looking forward to it, um, but um, would have liked to see some other people in there, uh, like like Damian Priest, I'm not going front. Um, but the woman
3: um, War Games match is undisputed match though, so like you can't even be mad.
4: I can't be mad, right? War
3: Games, like every War Games had undisputed, so like every single one. Yeah, I don't think they haven't been in not one board games match. The very first one was the Triple Threat. Them, Roddy and AOP versus Uh um, uh, Sanity. Uh And then the second one was uh, Undisputed All Them against War War Machine, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne. And then last year was uh, Tommaso. Tommaso against... Undisputed, yeah. right? So like, undisputed yeah. is just that's their match. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, so it could have been, it
4: could have been, uh, if, you know, I mean, I guess the whole thing what happen was Rich Holland changed course of things. Uh, he probably would have been there with these four dudes instead of Pat McAfee. Yeah, um, I definitely do believe Pat yeah. McAfee
3: doesn't belong in one yeah. of these things. Don't look like the other, my guy.
4: Honestly, I want Pete Dunn to ride this thing out with with Pat McAfee as long as they can. But I want Pete Dunn to kick this nigga's head off. I swear to God, I would, I just, when I see them stand next to each other, I see Pete Dunn murdering Pat McAfee because he talks so much. You know, um, but uh, eventually, when Pete Dunn makes that uh, switch and he, let's say, goes after Finn and gets gets the NXT championship, which I wouldn't mind Pete Dunn being the one to take it off of Finn, um, becoming an NXT champion. And, And then once he gets the championship, turning on Pat McAfee, like, all right, I don't need you anymore. Alright, I'm champion now. I'll wipe my hands clean of you. Um uh, so when it comes to uh war games, I'm I'm down to see what what, what the, I'm just glad Pete Dunn's back. And I'm glad to see what uh Peter can do. But uh, when it comes to Only Larkin and Danny Burch, I like what they do what they do, but i I'm not sure if I would have put them in the war games match. But uh that's just me. But they're the tag team champions, so we'll see.
3: I'm not sure if I would I'm not sure if I would've paired any of them niggas with Pat McAfee, but you know, that's neither here nor there with me, you know what I mean? I don't even know how Pat McAfee gets this <laughs> motherfucking bump and assignment after he was just doing goddamn sideline shit, but you know. Yeah. Anything else for NXT? Nah. Unless uh, he's doing the
4: thing uh
3: all right, let's 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 get into this AEW show. We've been a uh, we've been an hour and fifteen minutes talking WWE. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking talk some fucking AEW. Let me get a clean camera, clean clean slate for for the camera. Yeah, you know I mean, nigga, are you gonna make it through the show? Of course, man. <laughs> I, yawn,
4: I yawn. I yawn every show, guys. Don't take my yawns personally.
3: Oh man! Mm-hmm. All right, man. It's just some good, good stuff. yeah. Of course it is. Yes. <laughs> All right, so our guy Dustin, right, yes. is, it, yes, is it is it, <laughs> yes. it, Appreciate it. is yes. is is an AW fan, a wrestling fan. Let's go ahead and just clear. He's a wrestling fan. Uh-huh. He's also fucking very fucking versed. On things that are happening outside of AEW. But we're having a conversation with Dustin today. Because he just went to AEW's Dynamite. Is that correct? Or yeah. All Out? You went to All Out? I went, and- to,
2: I went to All Out. And then I was at the Dynamite before Full Gear. Okay, okay
3: so how was that show? How 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 was that show? How was that experience? Uh, how was it being at the first wrestling event? Uh post COVID. It's it's different
2: because, you know, they got all these precautions, they got all this safety. Um the seats they they wing you out by person. So say I'm with two or three people, the next people over won't be for maybe another eight, nine seats. Okay. Um also at the same time when you're buying the tickets because they're trying to make their money back right now. Uh, you can't do. You can't just buy a single ticket. So you got to have. You know. You got to have a second person, third person to go. But um, I felt safe. Other than that, I, I did. I felt safe. They do the temperature checks. Um, they they make you wear the mask the whole time. Okay. Even when you're sitting down. So that's a good experience because you know again. During COVID right now, you're kind of worried about what's going on in yeah. the world, especially in Florida.
4: Absolutely. And like,
2: um, it's just good because, you know, you feel like you're in your own bubble. Okay.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I'm not going to plan. I have no plans to go back into these venues for some time. Uh, it has to be a really good reason for me to go. But to so hear that, at least taking the temperatures, you know, getting you to wear the mask the entire time. And separate
3: because we do see some independent shows that have you know that uh, internet shows that they'll pan out to the crowd and they have that like you said that group of friends you see that that don't have their (laughs) shit on I'm like oh okay the director's not gonna tell them to get Mm -hmm. off that shot you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. to to know that AEW I see uh, WWE as well at one point in time they were telling people to take their mask off such idiots. They were telling people to take their mask that. off because they wanted the reaction from the, uh, uh, the the facials, and then they started selling masks. I mean, yeah. so with that being said, AEW from Jump, for what I understand, has always been on the right side of that, uh, especially when they're doing the beta testing, having people sit in the, um, the suite levels down at Daly's Place right. uh, when they were trying to test it out. So outside of that, was was it a wrestling show? Were you were you too concerned with uh, COVID, or were you able to enjoy the show? No,
2: you're you're able to enjoy the show. I mean, once once you get in, once you sit down, once you get like situated, you know, it just becomes like a normal. It's did almost it, like everything's gone.
4: Did it feel like? Like it, the old time, it does. It okay. does feel like the old time. Right.
2: It, it feels almost a little bit better because you know you you got more space. Okay. You know, you go to a you go to a show most of the time. You're sold pat, out. Yeah. So this. you know you're like crammed with everyone. Yeah, you know, but yeah. this one, you know, you're you're really spread out, and the way the the way the tickets are sold now, it's like every seat is a perfect view.
4: Okay.
2: So you know, really? I was sitting um about in the middle of the venue and. It's literally. It was like I was right there. Okay. There was nobody in front of me.
4: How many people in total do you think were there? Ah oh, man. Um,
3: they now they kept saying on camera it was going to be a thousand people. Do you think it was more than a thousand people there?
2: I would say it'd be close to a thousand. The way okay. okay. they spread everyone out. Okay. Because the way the way the how do you say amp, amphitheater? Mm-hmm. That's how it is. You know, you got the bottom level, and then you got like two or three other layers on top of it. So you can you can really spread the people out through the through the arena. All
4: right, all right. So at least they're making them taking their, their time over there, um, and making just because this is what we've been talking about in pocket for months. Is like if you're doing it, just make sure people are safe, and um, and everybody has the right to take the risk that they can take and go out out to a show. Mm-hmm. I'm personally going to wait a little bit longer. Now I understand, but was the show? Uh, you said you were diamond like two weeks ago. Yeah, how was, was, how was the show? It was the dynamite before full gear. Um,
2: the show was okay. okay. It, you know they were just preparing for the pay per view. All right, go home. Yeah, the go home show. All right,
3: all right. So and when a- AEW, right?
2: Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask
3: what are, you went to a second show, right? You went to what other what other show you went to?
2: I went to All Out. So how was All Out? All Out was actually really good. That was.
3: Okay, and it was was it the same amount of people there? You say roundabout, roughly.
2: It was about the same amount of people. Okay,
3: so so all out was a better show, and you were able to kind of be able with one of those big shows. You were kind of able to have it spread out, have it to be a little bit where you can enjoy it mm-hmm. more than anything.
2: Yep, and um, it just it makes it makes it a way better experience, especially when you got a you got a show like AEW that only does what four big pay-per-views a year so you know that they're gonna put that they're gonna put the care into that show yeah so to be able to watch it you know pretty much like your front row it's just it's an amazing experience
4: now we've been talking AEW since they pretty much started and we always go back and forth I uh, we're not necessarily AEW um, marks or whatever you want to say we are fans and we do tune into the product Um, But we do have a lot of regs with the way AEW tends to do, you know, the show Um, um, I personally am probably a bigger fan than he is And I try to give him more of a chance to just, you know, see where they take things But um, what what specific about AEW appeals to you as a fan? For me, it's
2: you get to see the independent wrestlers on a bigger stage. Okay. Um, you get to see them put their craft in. It's not so much as WWE where they focus all on story and then maybe they'll have a five, six minute match. Okay. And also it's the build up to it. Like I said, I think that's a really good, it's a really good idea for them to limit the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So it makes it more special when they're actually in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, just look at the, the matches for full gear. They had time to build those up. So they, they became important. So oh, yeah. that's I think that's one thing that I do like about AEW is everything feels important. I mean, I got my gripes with it, just uh-huh. like I'm sure you do. Yeah. So,
4: Yeah, and and no, you're right. Like, AEW, um, Full Gear, we had about, like, four matches that could have stole the show, I believe, on that, sh- in that yeah. card. And we were having that conversation. So we have, you know, given them the props where props is due. You know, however... You know there are things that you know every single week we we look at them and, and I didn't see an identity with that with that show up for a while and I'm starting to see it take place now because right, right now we in a year now we got more um, character you got finally a, a TNT champion who is like <clears throat> feels like this their own guy right you know um, I would have liked to see Eddie Kingston uh, become uh, AEW champion but it didn't happen so all right um, and he would have felt like an alternative champion to me. But I like what John Moxley's doing down there, you know. So, um, speaking of John Moxley, he announced that he is uh, expecting uh, with Renee Young. So, or not Renee Young, I should say, Renee Paquette. Paquette, or, yeah. Or Renee Moxley. <laughs> I'm not sure what her real name is, but happy and, con- uh, well, happy baby. Uh, congratulations to. Happy congratulations. baby.
3: <laughs> congratulations. Oh, holy to wrap this up.
4: <laughs> happy baby. Congratulations <laughs> to them. <laughs> but, um, you know, what.
3: You you heard the announcement right? Yeah, I watched the shows. It was, it was so funny. Happy baby is what was funny, nigga. That was <laughs> what I was laughing at, nigga. I wasn't laughing at that. I was Happy laughing baby. at, uh, but what what we really brought you on for is because, again, I am not so much of an AEW fan because, like CT stated it's very hard to find an identity for AEW. With that being said, the identity of AEW, oh shit, that's not what I want to do. To find an identity with AEW, it is through the prism of the guys who started the company. Correct. So Cody, Matt, Nick, and Kenny Omega. I do feel like they all are great and deserve their credit for what and who and how they did their thing. But I do also feel like they are overrated. And with that being said, Kenny is top gun on that.
4: Kenny. You need to stop disrespecting Kenny. Last week you are on here with a Kenny Omega t-shirt. Okay. But at the same time,
3: this
4: guy kills him every single week. So, what is it with Kenny? And, and what, first of all, what, what do you feel about Kenny? Okay,
2: Kenny's one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been following him since New Japan. Um, I loved when he won the title from Okada, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal, my, my favorite match with Kenny, though, he actually loves when he fought Cody in Ring of Honor. Okay. Because that was a great story. Um, and then you know they fought again in New Japan. He defended the title. Yeah. He kind of got that win back. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Kenny. But just what what you said in the beginning about finding their placement, I feel like it's because it's a new show too. You know they right. got they got to find their groove to yeah. it. So in the beginning, you had like you said, you had the Bucks and Cody and Kenny, who were new to to all of this, with Tony Khan, who's never done a wrestling promotion a day in his life. So I think now that you've gone into a full year, you've seen the evolution to AEW from -hmm. the beginning.
4: And I think, Chris, you've got to admit to that. There's been growth within AEW over the past year to the point where even you can say, oh, they have an entertaining... uh," You you tuned in this week and you said their show was more entertaining than NXT. You know, so you've given him props over the past couple of weeks. Of course. So I, what I don't they, get. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. What you was gonna say? What you don't get? No, no. What I don't get is, like, right now we're in the midst of seeing Kenny Omega become. Oh, he's he's having an angle for the championship right now. Yes. Um. You don't see him taking the title. I. I you, you want Jomaxi to keep it and and Will Hobbs <laughs> to take it. I don't know why, but we'll get to that. It's why? It's we'll why? get to that. We'll. We'll get to that, <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Kenny Omega is going to be their staple. I think their yes. staple star yes. that they have created well, at least on TV here in the states. You know, he he ha- was on Twitter arguing with people about who's better than and Kenny Omega, but I don't get why they even
3: a conversation when he's when we can tell this guy's a. A star, bona fide. Well, um, the, well, there is a conversation. Who's better than Kenny Omega? I guess it's a conversation on ESPN every day. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the fucking world? Yes, motherfucker. Like, I don't care if it's a Lamar Jackson, a Kyler Murray, or whoever the fuck, a, 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 a Tyler Lawrence, whoever, Trevor Lawrence, whoever the fuck. Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback that we may have seen. And we just had this conversation about Aaron Rodgers. Take that to wrestling. You just said that Seth Rollins has not put together one of his best in-ring and character performances throughout his career. When has Kenny done that? And again, the best bout machine was his gimmick because he went 60 broadways with who you think is one of the absolute best wrestlers of all time in Okada. So... Is it is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? You know what I mean? Like it, both.
4: It's always both. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Uchiwali. That's and that,
3: one that's the, the the but my thing with the Kenny point my my point the Kenny progress is like he was the best bout machine to whom because all of those who were making a claim for him having one of the best matches and having one of the best stories, it didn't match up with having one of the best characters, right? And then when he had the cleaner, one of the absolute best characters of all time, he was a super junior.
2: Okay, granted. Right,
3: so like, so when he bumped up and had, when he attached that best gimmick to move up to the big guys, He had to shred that gimmick away, which he did, and he just sold out to going after Okada. And those matches, they happened in the G1 Classic. They happened at Wrestle Kingdom. They happened so much that niggas is like, oh, seven stars. Like, when <laughs> the fuck have we ever done seven stars? Why? They only did that because they wrestled so many times. And you can't suck that much dick when I was giving it a couple of extra more
4: stars. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go into the whole star thing because I think that's fucking stupid. <laughs> but I think that Kenny Omega and Okada had changed kind of like a they had they changed the game when it came to wrestling at that moment in time. People were noticing New Japan not just because of the of Club. That, life, that That was Ricochet that and Os.
3: And I was, I was I was I will pause that. And that was Ricochet and Will Ospreay with the gifs. No, no, that
2: Ken, Kenny Omega brought me to New Japan. There you go. It was Kenny Omega. It was Kenny Omega, it was Kenny Omega, Omega so? and Chris Jericho. It
4: was Ke- Chris Jericho,
3: not him. Oh well. Uh, that, I mean, <laughs> oh, that was see, see. So Chris I, was. Jericho, I, yeah, he brought, Chris I, Jericho I brought, brought him. I, he, Chris Jericho brought me. Mm, Okay. You see what I'm saying? But they lost me when Fergo left.
2: Right. Oh uh, yeah. So
3: listen, this is my this. This has always been my gripe, right? And let me turn the camera so people know we got a special guest on. Uh-huh. <laughs> this has always been my gripe. New Japan got on fire without anybody that was that is currently in AEW. That Bullet Club launch had Tama, Machine Gun, Balak Falay, and Fergo. That took the game over. <laughs> that took the game over. Not the Bucks, not the Cleaner, not AJ. It was the core four. So by the time I get to New Japan, by the time I am involved, Fergal sent off, AJ is, is sent off. Then now we got Kenny Omega as the leader. Right. I'm thinking by then... Well, now, now they're worldwide now, right? I can't take away from them being that uh, hot topic. I can't take away from Marty Scrooge and mm-hmm. Adam Cole and Hangman Page. And, like, they are building an absolute monster. They So, are. I'm, I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. They bring in Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody, Kenny, killed any momentum that I had rolling out of New Japan into AEW, and that's where I sit with him.
2: I, I will say, I think out of, out of all of the leaders that Bullet Club had, Kenny was the worst. I have I, always said that. I felt like he didn't put Bullet Club first like he should have. But I do feel like Bullet Club elevated to the next level when you did get the Young Bucks, when you brought AJ Styles into mm-hmm. it. You know, you started seeing these other people from the States coming in.
3: So and, did Kenny diminish the, the Bullet Club? I think so. so. Okay, so, I'm sorry to pause on that. This is where I like to have the conversation. <laughs> I, mean, I, I disagree. Kenny killed, not who killed Kenny, but Kenny killed the hottest thing no, in the he business this is, this to just, put it's just himself crazy.
4: over. This is crazy. Okay. Go ahead. He <laughs> killed the hottest thing in the business. Kenny Omega killed the, killed the Bullet Club. Kenny... Okay, we just said... Uh, we already discussed that Killing the Bullet Club was putting it... Uh, making Jay White the leader. That was what killed the Bullet Club. Oh, was. man. Jesus That's Christ. That's what happened. It wasn't Kenny moment. Omega. Kenny Omega is one of the hottest things going that had Bullet Club during that time period. And it wasn't was just to put him over. We had the Young Butts doing great things. We had... um, uh, uh, Girls of Destiny in there. Yo, we had a lot of people getting rubs because Kenny was putting on five-star matches Whatever stars, whatever you want to say, was Okada. So I want to say, tell
3: you right now. But that was Kenny. O, that, that's my thing. That was Kenny Omega. Right, ascending past the Bullet Club, leaving those behind. He
4: didn't leave anybody behind. Hold
3: on. The only people that came up with him was Matt and Nick who were also putting themselves over do you not get that the three guys that eventually started a company
4: it was being put- the lead being the elite kind of like guess they got people to see them and see their character outside you know and and, and it definitely made them feel like a, a separate from the the bullet club group. So that whole elite thing And then they played it And so made it They made it a storyline story They made a storyline Yeah And that
3: and Again that And so what that means When you take that From Kenny guys Right You take super Not super serious Because the guy wrestled A ch- child And a doll And stuff like that But when you take This guy Who elevated himself From Super Junior To being a heavyweight To being the Bell's bat machine To fucking overcoming Okada at Wrestle Kingdom To being the top The first Non- Right. What, what, uh, 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 um, um, uh, let me get this right. Of uh, I may be mistaken. So let me not quote this. But at this time, he's the top of his game as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Right. At that point in time, Kenny Omega is supposed to do what? He's supposed to, with the guys that he has, with the crew that he has, with what they built with the Bullet Club, what is he supposed to do as champ then? <laughs> He's supposed to...
2: to elevate everyone. Exactly. But, but I mean, you could look at this. I mean, that's a whole different subject right there. Because then you look at New Japan, and Okada was champion longer than almost anyone, and he, all the people in his faction, he didn't really elevate with him. Yeah. So then now you're getting into a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, that's why.
3: what well, that goes back to my best wrestlers too, where it, to co- collectively, that's why I never put okada in a top five i will say oh you know because i would never diminish she's top ten right but because a lot of people look at cena and be like ah cena cena is not this guy because he well perry alex riley or whatever the fuck they want to say but like you know but cena puts over guys that he knows can carry the business yes And at that point in time, there was a long time Cena looked around and said, man, I don't think nobody can carry this. Okada did the exact same thing. Okada then looked at Kenny and said, okay, you can carry it. Mm -hmm. They then as a whole collectively shit the bed with the company, leave the company high and dry, and now it's back on Okada. Which is why we have a fear of sometimes putting over guys in that sense. With that being said, when I go to best wrestler in the world, I only name three people. I said Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins. I believe all of those will have a character, all of those in ring, all of those elevate people. I've never saw Kenny elevate anyone but himself.
2: Well, I mean, you look at the first year of AEW, he, he really didn't put himself over at all.
3: He didn't put anybody over. Uh, Moxley was was a few That he had Mm -hmm. And then after that He was in a tag team With Paige Which I feel like Paige did more for himself Than Omega could have done for Paige With also a slight To Kenny You pair them two up Because you feel like Somebody's supposed to rub Something off on somebody And Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen Because Kenny doesn't have that charisma Kenny doesn't have that portion of his attribute in there. And that's why I'd say it's a tablet over here because people foresee or, or, or overlook that because of such a how great of a performer he is. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people miss that part of him.
2: So I think the thing with Kenny is he makes a way better single star. He, he doesn't do good with groups. No. You know, he, he's just even with Hangman Adam Page as a yeah. tag team. He was an he was a good tag team, but he wasn't great. Yeah. You know, yeah. he didn't really like <clears throat> you said, I feel like I feel like Heyman got a better rub off that than than Kenny did. But yeah. when you start to see a heel Kenny Omega in a singles run, like now you're seeing with John Moxley, I think you're gonna see a whole different side of him.
4: I hope that he's healed, but I'm not I'm not so because sure, I don't know what they're doing with AWD. It's like there's no heel or faces it seems Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, the young bucks might be heel one day and then the next day or not, so they're just doing their own thing, so that's cool and all. But what I've got to say is that what they're doing right now with Kenny, they better tap in, man, because this is an mm-hmm. opportunity they have. Because I'm and I'm actually interested in him and John Moxley again. I'm actually interested in where they go. But right now, what it looks like to me is, like I said, the, 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 the contract signing with Roman was better than what they did in AEW with with uh, John Moxley and uh, Kenny. Because I'm actually curious to see how they're gonna tell that these two are the top two guys in this company that I honestly believe they are the two top two guys in AEW. John Moxley and Kenny Omega should be facing each other for the championship. Sure. Right? You gotta tell the story. Having John Moxley jump backstage just seems like they constantly are adding and making too much too mess of things sometimes that doesn't need to be mess messy. Mm-hmm. Look at what they're doing with MJF. It just seems messy. There's no they're like they're kind of wasting another guy. And that's to me. I just whatever they're doing is just, it's just corny to me. Right. You know, I know a lot of people like what the, the, the inner circle is, but they've always been corny. The inner circle is just not for me. Like, I hate everything they're doing. Sorry, but I hate I remember it. you saying that before. I can't hate. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, when, when it comes to certain things with AW, I feel like they just are so close to being, like, really good. So close to being perfect.
3: And then they just miss
4: the ball. They do too much at once. Yeah, I feel like.
3: But when I complained that AEW was Impact, people yelled at me.
1: It's and what
3: happening. was in- hold on? What was Impact's problem? They did too much, right? Impact had great wrestlers. Impact had simplistic storytelling. Impact had a fucking crazy, dope ass looking ring. Impact even brought good wrestling like Kurt Angle, had his yeah. best kind of run when he was in. But they ended up doing too much. And I believe AEW, unfortunately, has an early rep. And when you have an early rep of doing too much, it's hard to outbeat that.
2: It's hard to come back. Just it, It's like, like It's, it's J- hard to come back. It's
3: Jameis Winston, man. Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, but he also threw 30 touchdowns. But they got Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback for, for, for New Orleans. Uh-huh. Because you just can't. You Once you see it, you can't unsee
4: it. I think you got to give him a shot, a chance though, to to, to, to clean it all up. D- they're just dragging it with the inner circle stuff. The, the, you tell me what you think about that stuff?
2: So okay, that's that. Okay, so for me, that's the best thing going on in AEW actually. Oh god. And okay, just follow no, through with like, me. Okay, follow ahead. through with me. So you had this whole thing with Chris Jericho and MJF, and I, you know I follow all the podcasts and everything. Oh. And, you know, Jericho said he really wanted him in the inner circle in the beginning, but there was just issues where they couldn't do it. So this was a way to get them in. But I like the dynamic of it, because you have, you have so much dis- disruption in the group. You got Ortiz and Sammy, who have an issue with MJF and Wardlow. You got Wardlow and Jake Hager, who just can't see eye to eye. Uh-huh. You got Santana, who he just seems to be going with it. He's just happy with whatever. And you got Chris Jericho, who's just oblivious to all the issues going on. So you got like, you got all these stories that can come together over time. Different matches, different storylines, which I think it will come to, it'll come to another Chris Jericho and MJF eventually. But I like the dynamic of just being able to have all of this different
4: stuff at once going on. This whole thing to me better be to put over MJF as your top heel or else not worth it. Right. I'm like, what is the point of this all? Uh-huh. Put over MJF as your top heel now, or it's not worth it. And, 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 and I get you got these other storylines playing into it, because I just think that they're not going to utilize it anyways. I don't trust them to utilize those storylines, because I think they're going to be blow-off matches, and then you're going to forget about it and move on. you know. And do I really want to see uh, a, a storyline where a guy who's in a wrestler, like a wrestler, is just wants to buddy around with other wrestlers? That's his goal? He legit had to beat Chris Jericho to hang out with him. Yeah, that's not what I want to see from my wrestling, and and I want to see like some competition. So I've always liked him being if he's gonna be your top heel, you gotta have him either infiltrate the inner circle to like take over it or dismantle it completely and have him just go on a tirade about why they're the fucking shits, and and I believe they are the fucking shits. That's my own opinion and I get a lot of people like what's going on with it but if they don't put MJ over as the top heel at the end of this all this all for nothing for me
2: yeah they have they have to definitely do something with him by the end of this yeah I think you you put up a good point where you said you know just one-off matches and that's that's always been one of my kind of gripes with AEW right now is they got almost like a ring of honor mentality of where if you tune in weekly They'll just throw matches together And then you mm-hmm. won't see it ever again Yeah So that's I, I get you on that And it's one.
4: cool Because you do see some cool ass matches And I like the matches Like you'll catch You'll catch one one week You know I'm like oh shit I didn't know I was going to get that But there could have been so much build built up Built up Exactly You know And that's what we're And we got to find like, And I think they, they know their audience So they know their audience Is just there for the matches So that's what they do But me When I see uh, You know when I see a, you know, a one-off match, and I'm like, that's something that would have been, would have meant so much more, having they told a story going into, it. even the, you know, Full Gear, uh, Young Bucks, FTR, great match, I felt like it still lacked something where they could have meant a whole lot more, go you know, and, and that's just my, my take on it, but I like what they're doing with AEW, like, and they have a lot of real pieces to to really be a unique alternative long-term if they can get it all
2: together. They got the utilities. That's the thing. Yeah. Like they got the utilities. They got. They even got their own stadium. I mean, this, like I said, yeah. we get, we're living in COVID right now. This is the, one of the biggest issues right now. If you're, you know, a wrestling promotion is where you go yeah. wrestle. They even have a stadium just for them. So uh-huh. they just they got to figure out how to put stuff together.
4: Uh-huh. And I trust that they will. I trust that they will. What do you think about the landscape right now with AEW? Where uh, you got? So you got Kenny and John Moxley. Right. You know, you got what's going on with uh, Cody and uh, Team Taz. Uh, I know that will Hobbs turned that we can, we can talk about that in, in a minute. Um, and then we got Jay Car- Cargill you know, and on the Shaq thing. I'm not sure what's going on with that.
2: That's weird. Yeah, I don't I don't get that yet. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure that one out. That was uh yeah. that was a really weird thing. Just it came out of nowhere.
4: Yeah, so I'm not sure if Shaq's showing up or not, but if Davey doesn't show up that was a waste of time, too. Uh, so, um, we'll see. You know, um, this week we sh- had Top Flight.
2: Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was a really good match. That was amazing.
4: Yeah, and there were some young young kids who I got to give some credit because uh, they signed them full-time there. I think that they're definitely uh, main play for the tag team division over there.
3: One thing about AEW, they do acknowledge the past, right? Uh they don't talk, of course, you know, the E or whatever the case may be. But they'll talk about those young kids and, you know, where they came from, what they did previously, you know, uh, which I do appreciate. You know, I definitely do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen, you're looking at AEW and you talking about I have faith in them. It goes back to the, the beginning of the conversation of AEW, man. It's on Cody, Kenny, and the Bucks. And uh, they have done some really good things. They have been really progressive in their storytelling. Who they present on TV. Highlighting. We're about black wrestlers. They highlight a ton of black superstars and black wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to what we killed WWE for. As far as storytelling. Utilizing your characters. And (coughs) uh, recognizing when you got the star. And striking when the iron is hot. Um, AEW dudes fall. Like, everybody, you know, they do fall. And I think um, the glaring, the the glaring, shiny new diamond look has never kind of worked on me, per se. Um, I do value that it is a diamond, right? But I'm not going to, I'm not a diamond inspector that's going to be like, oh, if you look deeply, there's a flaw. If I know diamonds and I can spot one, then I'm gonna say that that's a flaw. So AEW is a is a is is a flawed diamond. I can say that they are a flawed diamond, and that women's division needs needs some upgrading, needs some upkeep. We were just talking that, about that. That, yeah. that 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 the tag division. Um, there's just so so much talent in that tag division. That they don't know how to properly book it. They are over... They 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 are... They prided themselves on having a great tag team division and then underutilized 80% of the tags on the roster. And Russo, Oh, fuck out of here with <laughs> that guy.
2: I think they became their own worst enemy with the tag division. Yes. Because they hired too many tag teams. Yes. But I, I do think that... If covid didn't hit we would have had that second show by now i think they were planning on having that second show to get more teams get more people in so you kind of show everyone else off but because covid hit they kind of had to put a back burner on the the second show okay tony khan he he even he got asked about it he said the same thing in one of the interviews so there was going to be a second show and then it just fell short okay as, as on TV? On TV, was yeah. Were they put
4: Dark on TV or was it going to be a second show? It was going to be a, tone, a whole other show. It oh, okay. was
3: going to be AEW Lightning instead of <laughs> <laughs> AEW <laughs> Thunder. AEW Lightning. AEW Lightning, guys. Um, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Been the whole show, totality, is almost two hours. Let's talk about AEW... World Championship feud. I am also one, not so much a fan of Kenny winning the title. I do feel like that the scratching and clawing Kenny, Kenny building up that heel persona works well for when he finally does topple a baby face. I think Team Taz um, likened to the Hurt Business, has the potential, even though Taz, and MV, Taz is not MVP talking-wise, they have the talent in the ring to be crazy. I think they have the talent in the ring. If, if Cage can have that FTW title, if Ricky Stark can win that TNT title, and my book in black is Will Hobbs attacking Moxley and becoming world champ. Will Hobbs will be your first black <laughs> AEW world champion book it. And I don't care how high I am right now. Anything. I'm not saying that's go. not
4: a possibility. That's not happening anytime soon. I just don't know much about the guy.
2: So I wouldn't I personally wouldn't be interested as a new fan, especially if you're trying to get more people to watch AEW. Uh-huh. You want star power as your champions. Yeah. That's why they gave it to Jericho, Moxley. Uh-huh. I think Omega.
4: That's why they gave it. Yeah. That's, know, why they, that's why he gave, they gave it to those guys. Uh, I do believe Chris Jericho um John Moxley is probably going to drop it
3: to Kenny. Who's the first champion? Who's the first black? No, AW who champion? was the first AEW champion? Chris Jericho. Okay, and then Chris Jericho lost it to Moxley. Yeah. So this is the uh, Moxley's only the second champion in history. Oh, yep, second one. Okay. All right, with that being said, with that being said, Moxley needs to Moxley needs to drop the title, period. Moxley needs to drop the title, and Moxley doesn't need to drop it to Omega because if Omega didn't need the title of being a title pitcher when they first got in here and they built the fucking company around the guy, right, Omega should have been the first champion off-rip. It shouldn't have been Jericho. It should have been Jericho Omega in the fucking finals, bringing mm-hmm. over that Alpha Omega feud, and Jer and Kenny being the fucking start off champion. Uh-huh. You start off with that uh-huh. because if the Bucks not going to be in the title, if Cody's not going to be in the title, you start the title. You start the company off with your fucking guy.
2: Yeah, I agree. So with
3: that. O- Omega should have been a guy. He doesn't need the title now. If he didn't get it then, he don't need it now. So I think <laughs> fucking Moxley beats Omega. He builds up his reputation. And then fucking, I know you don't, like, you don't know Hobbs, but you know Taz, right? And if Taz is talking <laughs> up this Hobbs guy, you know what I mean? You're like, hey, who's this big brute? <laughs> like, people don't know who Ahmed Johnson was at all. Ahmed Johnson was beating Ron Simmons, my guy. Like, but the first, was, like, like, Ron Simmons. But he, wasn't, he
4: also was not the, hey, the world man. champion. He was so.
3: intercontinental, but still, you yeah, believed so it. put
4: the TNZ championship on, like, Hobbs. That f- makes more sense. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Ricky Starks Stein- at him and John Moxley out of nowhere just makes more sense.
3: Nigga, Will Hobbs came out of fucking nowhere and saved John Moxley. Where the fuck did Will Hobbs come from to fucking come out there with a chair to fucking get on uh the t- the tag team at with Moxley? So your booking black is right the
4: story. Huh? Write the story. You're booking you're it, right?
3: I just I just wrote it, nigga.
4: You're saying they're going to fight is not writing them. How
3: I didn't say they're going to fight? I just told you how they interacted. The first time you ever saw Will Hobbs on TV, he was with who? Dean and John Moxley. He was side by side with John Moxley. And we, as black people, were excited. We're like, oh, shit, you debuted Will Hobbs with the champion. You intertwine that with the storytelling. And then Moxley, uh, uh, Hobbs, and they, they have a feud. Now, I don't know how that feud comes about, but I think that Taz has always wanted that championship. Brian Cage didn't get it. Maybe Will Hobbs can
4: get it. I think it could be be a feud, don't get me wrong, but I don't see him taking the championship. And I think that he's still young. I think think over time, you're right. Over time, it's just not his time. (laughs) Yeah. man. I think that he definitely got potential for sure. But, yeah, you need some, like he said, star potential. And not that he's not a star. It's not anything against Will Hobbs. But he needs to be recognizable as the guy.
3: And he can get there. Listen, man. You just praised them for being... Right? Nobody knew who Darby Alley was was when they first debuted him on TV. They built him up in six months. He's a fucking champion. And it's a big thing. Will Hobbs can be made in six months. And if Moxley is going to be your longest reigning champion for six months... Bring him up. Knock him down. You got fucking Omega. You can have two feuds with him. You can bring Lance Hoyt. You can, you know, Lance Archer. You can do another match with him. And then you can make Hobbs in the middle. In the meantime. That's just me. Because <laughs> I don't see nobody else. I don't, anybody else, anybody else takes it off from, is what, Paige? It's it's, it's, it's Paige. That's it. Pack is not going to be in there. No, you got no.
4: Pac and you got... Nigga,
3: they just did the death triangle. They're not going to... He's not going to elevate himself. You got, you got Pac and you got Kenny. Kenny's taking the time. I
4: it. think Kenny's taking that strap. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny got to
3: get it. If Kenny Omega is the champion... The
4: Hopefully through, like, him being a heel, like a strong heel. I and th- if they can do it that way, where we can like, oh, shit, he did some cold shit? I love it. See, I hope... I hope
2: if... If and when he takes the championship, he takes it, and he's got that cocky persona uh, that you you did see in New Japan. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, you don't see in AEW him really cut promos, but he's a great promo if you let him.
4: I think that he's not a great promo. I think he can. Yeah, I think he can talk sometimes. He's like Brett. He, he can talk. He's yeah. Not a great promo. Let's not talk about Brett,
3: man. Let's not talk about Brett, yeah. I ain't got the time, (laughs) man. I ain't got the time, man. Let's not Uh, talk about Brett, man. Brett is an awesome B-side, and I believe Kenny Omega is a very fantastic B-side, right? I got brought to New Japan because the alpha was Chris Jericho. Okada was the alpha in New Japan, right? Right now, Moxley's the alpha in AEW. Omega's a great B-side. And when you when you're a B side, you're you kinda tad get overrated to mm-hmm. be in super artist.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That being said <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Reason for wrestling long form, man. Two hours. Wait, um man. what's up? What
4: do you think about the bell twist? <laughs> <laughs> you said that you wanted to talk about the Bella Man, nah, I'm fucking high, bro. I don't give a fuck
3: about no Bella Twins. Glad y'all back. You know, if you look, you can't touch. Um, glad you're no, You're better than
4: somebody, right? What? You, you said the Bella Twins were better
3: than... No, I never said... I, ne- I didn't engage in any of that stupid conversation I that was I, not, I was having on I hope not,
4: because I said I didn't oh, want to no. talk about it. You. you told me to put it in notes. But, I know
3: you were saying they were better than No, somebody. I put it you in... You said they were
4: better than New Day or something
3: no, like that. No, no, I said... No, the fuck I did not. What the... Alright, we're going to end the show, man. I, I, said, I said I'm happy that the Bella Twins were coming back. They were... They need a tag team run to solidify who they are. I did say Nikki Bella was a horrible women's champion, and I can leave the show on that. I mean, I, I think she's one of the most overrated fucking women's champions of all time. But you know, let's not let's not go there. You
4: see, they're more. Them returning is more important than something. They're more. Forget it. We'll, I'll, I'll get back to you that don't, don't on, but you, said they were, you said they were more important and influential than. Get who it was, but it was some blasphemous who? shit. It was some blasphemous shit.
3: Then who, nigga? You just said the new day, and I know I didn't say that, nigga. <laughs> so who, who else did I say they were more influential than? The fucking Bucks? Like, who else? Yeah, the Young Bucks. Yeah. Okay, and like they are. I mean, Nikki Bella's overrated. They're more influential than the Young Bucks, and I think both of those things can be true at the same time.
4: There you have it, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Dustin. Any last words? Any last words, by guy?
2: Where can we find you? Um, you find me on Facebook. Just look up my name, Dustin Phrase F R A I Z E. Um, or Twitter. I'm usually on Twitter too. Uh, D D-Phrase, at D Phrase T M.
3: Come on, awesome. at D T M ladies hop in the DM <laughs> <laughs> alright man let me take my black ass home and get ready to be on dad duty uh-huh. thank you guys for listening this is Reason for Wrestling peace out deuces
0: you don't need to be employed to get employee level vision coverage If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPdirect.com.